Hey friends, Jason Miller here. Uh, in our gatherings this fall at Southland City Church, we've been hearing from the Sermon on the Mount, that teaching that Jesus gives us in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And this most recent gathering, rather than hearing new teaching, we took some time to reflect on everything that we've already heard. So today on the podcast, you're going to have a chance to participate in the same reflection, and then you're going to hear from our community as we share with one another some of the things that we have been learning and processing as we receive these teachings from Jesus and we think about the life of God lived in us and our neighbor. Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. May you know that the kingdom is yours. May you sense the authority of the one who fully held the life of God, so that when he tells you that the life of God is yours, he means it. May you know that no poverty within you is enough to prevent it from being yours. No loss is enough to keep it from being yours. No meekness, no hunger, no ache is enough to keep it from being yours. May you let mercy flow through you. May you discover God is hiding darkest corners of your life and of this world. May you find yourself making peace by crossing the lines, and when that happens and you are forsaken and abandoned, may you know that God claims you and that that is a belonging that can never be taken. May evil see you as a threat because God is living God's life through you. salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. You are here to be the salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. Your saltiness is the way in which people practically taste God's life in theirs. It will draw out all that is good, true, and beautiful while holding back all of the decay that threatens and destroys. You are here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. Your light is the way in which people practically see the colors of God's kaleidoscope, a gift to those who are lost, looking to find their way home to love. I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. 
Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to them, then come and offer your gift. Every single person that you have ever met is a precious part of the universe, and each one deserves dignity and respect. So if you find repressed anger within you, may you have the bravery to do the diligent work of tracing it back to the deeper, more vulnerable experience that has set the animal of anger loose in your heart. May you tend to the sacred space that exists between yourself and others in relationships, seeking liberation through reconciliation. I tell you, anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. As you look out upon the world, whether it's friends, neighbors, your partner, or someone on a screen, may you remember that you are looking at living, breathing, bearers of the image of God. May we learn to honor one another, the wholeness of one another, the depth of one another, and the dignity of one another. And may we discover that as we honor the image of God in others, the image of God is being expressed in us. I tell you, do not swear an oath at all. All you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. In a world of empty promises, let your words be full. Instead of settling for the title of an oath maker, seek to be a truth teller, stripping away deception of tongue and replacing it with the devotion of love. Let your yes be a faithful yes and let your no be a firm no, constantly evaluating if the yeses and the noes are conducive to your conscience and safe for your soul. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. May you trust Jesus who says that violence won't get us anywhere. May we root out all of the violence in our world and the violence in our hearts. When we find ourselves or others being abused, may you enter those situations with the same creative impulses that Jesus keeps bringing to the world. May we assert the dignity of those whose dignities have been trashed, thrashed, and denigrated. May we look to love, even our enemies, even those who come against us. First of all, 
Mariah, I just want to say thank you to you. Um, thank you for your, your story and who you are and for your leadership. Um, really looking forward to, to all that's ahead, so thank you. Um, we are going to have some time of open floor now. So this is a time where we've just kind of reviewed where we've been throughout this series. Uh, each of those passages, whether you caught it in person or on podcast or just process it for the first time just now, uh, we've had Jason and Beth Grable have been teaching us through this series uh, and presenting some, some ideas and some reframing of things, perhaps. Um, so today, it's what has stood out to you throughout these things? What is something that you've taken away that has been helpful for you? Or what is something that, as you've been listening and learning over these weeks or just now, something that uh, is confusing or frustrating or challenging about it uh, or questions that have come up for you? So this is just a time uh, for us to be able to share together. As you share, uh, try and keep it nice and tidy. Uh, instead of, well, we don't need full like life history and backgrounds and things because we want to make sure that we open the door for us to uh, have opportunity to share. And just know as you share, I will probably be repeating what you say so that uh, people on the other side of the room can make sure that they hear. So I'll ask you to pause every so often as we move forward. Sound good? All right. Thank you. <laughs> first of all, uh, the first section we had, uh, this was the longest one away. Salt and light. You... Uh, are the salt of the earth. Uh, anything stand out to you from that? Anything that was helpful? Anything that was a challenge or frustration or question that came out of that? And first person to share gets bonus points, so. All right, bonus points to you, Diana. I'm not quite sure I heard the end of it, but what I was hearing was that uh, because we knew where we were headed with this, this was something that we could do even when we were on our own, we were doing it together with each other. Yeah? Yes. All right. Thank you for that. Anybody else? Any thoughts on salt and, salt and light? This was a long time ago, so it's all right. Wait, wait. All right. You have a thought? Okay. Hi. That smile was worth all the thoughts. All right, let's go to the next one. Hopefully, the, the longer we go through this, it'll be more recent <laughs> and more memorable. All right, uh, murder, anger, and reconciliation. I'm guessing less thoughts on murder than just kind of the general stuff, but... Real quick, so processing, uh, we don't have to defeat evil, we just have to do what is right, and doing what is right works against the injustices. Okay. 
So getting ahead a couple stories here, but it's, it's really good. So turning the other cheek uh, is not about passivity, um, but about uh, creativity and finding other solutions. Good. All right. Um, anybody else? Any thoughts that came up or challenges? All right. Uh, wait. Oh, there we go. Michael's done a lot of work with an organization that uh, works with kids, Peace First, uh, anti-violence, de-escalation. Go on. And, and it just occurred to me that turning the other cheek is the ultimate act of strength. And that, that is de-escalation distilled down to its like, you know, finest thing. And like, whatever someone's seeking with every blow that they make, the, the anger that they have that they're trying to like get out of their Yeah. Yeah. It's a way of taking that out of that other person is just to let it dissipate and not not have it bounce back off of you. And I get yeah. spend all this time now trying to be like come up with all these ways of de-escalating and mm -hmm. clever ways of being modern, but going back to that phrase. Yeah. That turning the other cheek is a de-escalation in and in and of itself. Each time that you're doing that, uh, you're taking away. And, and using up the power that's there in the situation to de-escalate. Yeah. Uh, let's go on to the next one. And feel free on any of these to come back to any previous topic. Adultery, lust, and divorce. Anything, anything stand out from this? Do you remember what stood out to you? What was helpful or what was a challenge from that teaching or that passage? Yeah. Uh, I'm a supervisor at work, and so sometimes it's hard to actually see my boys as humans mm -hmm. versus robots. Mm -hmm. And I, I have to remind myself, like, get to know them, talk to them at a human level, see what their story is, see what their yeah. because they might be having an off day because they're dealing with something outside. Yeah. And I have to remember that, like, I can't just demand, demand perfection. Blah, right. Blah, blah. Yeah. And that kind of goes along with stinging him to right. God in them. Yeah. So EJ pointing out that even though this passage uh, is rooted in adultery, lust, and divorce, the conversation was around seeing the whole person, seeing the image of God in the whole person. And, and for EJ, the implications of that are at work, seeing other people and employees that you work with, um, and seeing their whole person, not just for what they can produce for you or for the company of the organization, but seeing the whole person and, and the goodness of God in them and how that affects how we treat them. Yeah, it was really good. Angela. So after this teaching, I actually reached out to Jason and thanked him because that was the first time in my life that I heard this text publicly repeated. For first time, uh, after, the, after it was taught, she reached out to Jason and thanked him because it was the first time in your life you've heard this passage publicly redeemed. Tell us what that meant. Mm -hmm. And this has been used as a weapon against me mm. because you shouldn't do anything to cause a man to stop. Yeah. 
Yeah, so this has been used as a weapon against you throughout church, against you and against women, uh, kind of putting the responsibility and blame on women for what happens to men around them. And that has mm -hmm. happened literally all my life yeah. church yeah. until that Sunday. Yeah, so to see this from a different lens, it looks like the, looks at the wholeness of each other. Was it yeah, yeah. It's, I feel you. I feel you. Anybody else on this one? Here you go. Yeah. Yeah. So much in there. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I'll try and capture <laughs> as much as I can. So feeling both sides of this, feeling what Angela was saying and also um, was experienced divorce and in that situation there was sex addiction. And so to hear Jason in the passage, if you, if you didn't hear it, um, he was saying like the, and, and lust, play it all the way out. Like not just think about um, what you want to do with somebody else, but think about all the implications and ramifications of that for like life, personal life, family, the wholeness of the other person, what it, what it does to us inside, right? Like think through that whole thing. But hearing that was quite the challenge to think about leaning in instead of running away, right? Leaning into the imagination of the wholeness of it. Um, but that the challenge there has brought fruit for you in the healing process of thinking through that. Is that right? Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. All right, let's add in the next one here. Uh, oaths. This was taught to us by Beth Graybill. Um, anything in the section on oaths and the teaching from Beth that uh, was helpful or a challenge or a frustration or brought up questions for you? Cool. Okay. Hmm. So tracking back to blessed are the peacemakers and we're trying to find belonging, we're leaving our one tribe but we're not yet a part of a new tribe. Finding belonging for others. Finding belonging for others, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so, so the overarching thing of how do we walk with others into finding belonging and how does it fit into all these different areas has been something you've been... Especially when we're not yet Yeah, yeah, thanks, Mark. Anybody else on any previous thing or on oaths? Mm. 
Yeah. Yeah. So uh, while traditionally you may think of an oath, it's also about building barriers around yourself um, to protect against uncertainty, but in ways that keep other people out. Yeah. Uh, let me make sure. All right, Dr. Logan. Are you saying yes because you're accustomed to people pleasing or are you saying no because you're afraid? That's wisdom that came from Beth. Yeah, that's good. Wisdom versus rules. Yeah. Yeah, so wisdom versus rules, and Beth was sharing as it applies to their family and their parenting and family structures, and saying that it's helpful because that's something you want to apply to your own parenting and family situations, right, is knowing what's wisdom versus just rules for rules' sake. Yeah? Yes. Thanks. That's good. All right, and then throwing in the last category then from just last week, uh, eye for an eye, turning the other cheek, and loving your enemies. Anybody, uh, we've had a couple good thoughts on that so far. Any last thoughts on this one? Yes. Saying it's easy to take uh, things in the Bible just at face value, where when we look at the cultural context and stuff behind it, there's often much more to the story and deeper challenges there. Is that what you're saying? Okay. Thank you. That was good. Anybody else? All right. Well, let's turn back to the table. <laughs>